Hello. 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 Are you Hi. there? Hey. We're Hello. back. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to microphone anymore. I mean, I don't know. Not too hot, not too cold. Feed them solid, six months old. Not too hot, not too cold. Feed them solid, six months old. We are Rissa and Z. And we are two Philippine ex-mamas who thought that, hey, one of the ways we can erode the impact of white supremacy and coloniality in our Filipino culture and our parenting practices is to get drunk and talk about it. We aim to normalize a bunch of shit that people are typically hush-hush about, model authenticity, and create a space to make it easier for other Philippine folks to be their authentic selves. And the conversation doesn't stop here. Follow us on Instagram, Dirty Nanai, and on Facebook, Dirty Nanai, and our Filipinx community space where most of the conversations happen that inspire our topics. Dirty Nanai, happy hour. This last one is a private group for Filipinx parents and parents who co-parent with Filipinx folks or parent Filipinx kiddos. So membership is filtered. We will Facebook stalk you to make sure that you are legit. Also, please support our podcast through Patreon. Finally, the biggest shout out to Shabzilla and Bill Beats for our dope intro and outro music. <laughs> <laughs> weirdest deja vu right now which isn't really deja vu because we know where it's coming from it was three months (laughs) was it three months ago since we last did this i know i felt like i needed like a um some type of like yearbook i know that was like tccic xoxo rissa or something (laughs) as we go on we remember (laughs) do people still play that song because I don't know. I'm pretty sure they do every graduation. Oh, it has they to have be. To. It's a classic. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But holy I shit. know. Three whole months. <laughs> Three whole months, Z. And I have missed your face on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't even remember when was the last time I saw you, except like when we signed off on our last episode. No. Wait, no, we saw each other in real life. Oh, yes. Yes, me. we did. And you fed my child. Did I? Yeah, you fed me. No, that was before. No, that was Joel. Yeah, that was pre. Yeah, that was before our last episode. Oh, dang. Okay. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen each other. <gasps> but texted here well, and yeah, there. Yeah, we still kept in touch. But but haven't like seen each other like face to face. I'm like oh, a friend, a friend on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to put my professional face on in a Zoom. Like I'm drinking. <laughs> And like, ah, oh my gosh, wearing like a tank top with some sweats on. Oh my goodness, what a weird feel. What a weird feel. It's good though. I it's like, yay, finally like a time where I can just, you know, take off whatever um professional hat I have on and just be like, yay, familiar face Bye. person. Yeah, exactly. I can curse. Yeah, yeah motherfuckers. That's fun. <laughs> um, I've been good. Um, I've been Let's see. How has this summer been? It's been busy-ish, I feel like, but more like just busy with work. Yeah. Um, took a trip, which I can tell you yes. about 
maybe later. Yes. <laughs> um, what else? My kid is turning one in a week. Oh my god! Which I'm like, that's hella Bunso. quick. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, Bunso. Happy birthday, hey, hey, Bunso. Can I have some lechon <laughs> and panse? Well, will you actually? Because I will invite myself to the birthday party. Oh yeah, you should come. Oh, you should come. Okay, with. I really? Okay, cool. It's weird. Well, I was meaning to invite what? you, but the thing is, like, I've been so behind oh, okay. on invitations, so I'm just gonna like send you um just a text invite at this point and be like, this is where we're gonna go. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's like weird, right? Because it's like, well, COVID's still here, and the fucking Delta variant is fucking shit up. Oh, so um, it's like I had to like look at that guest list real quick and be like, okay, who do I know here? is vaccinated yeah. like i am sorry but i'm like it's not like the popular friends at the table that you want to invite it's like you vaccinated you not okay bye <laughs> do you hang out so, with people on a friday night or do you stay at home and binge watch some cartoons <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> yeah well how how have you been yeah. oh my gosh okay all right updates um so we moved we moved from my job um so i'm a little further away from you (laughs) which is such a bummer but you knew that um Mm -hmm. so let's see so we moved but we'll still visit each other um for we moved because of my dream job i ended up getting my dream job i ended up taking it um despite uh just freaking out about it because it is like a, a really huge step up in terms of responsibilities and leadership um, and doing that um, during COVID was, um, it's really daunting, but I did it. It's exciting. I've been loving the gig. We'll be talking about it. Um, So new job. Uh, What else? What else? What else? God, I'm so lame. What have I been doing? (laughs) Um. You moved. That's the second one. Well, yeah, right? I already said that. But you knew that about me. Yeah. But people, I don't think, like, okay. on podcast That's knew. True. And it's a pretty life, big life it change. It was a huge life change. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Moving with a one-year-old. Oh, my goodness. Good not. <laughs> Goodness. Do not <laughs> recommend. I do not recommend. That was that was hard. Um. Oh man, I guess I was going to do the whole like, let's do three updates, but I literally have two. That's it. I'm so lame. I'm trying to think what, hmm. yeah. I'm pretty sure like, even if it's like one thing that you did that was exciting. What's one thing that's exciting? Yo, it's just my job and this moving thing. I mean, I guess those are two pretty big things that are happening like all at once. So maybe it's right. good that it's at two. I, I miss I miss actually like a little bit of boredom. So that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of changes in the last like three months, if you think about it. Just shifting and uprooting True. and then getting, you know, just readjusted to this new role. So Yeah, exactly. So yeah. there you go then. Those are my two major updates. Um, yeah. How about you? Three. Okay. Three major updates for me. Um, let me see what, what happened. See, I, I thought of this list and I was like, I know what I'm going to do. And then, oh, okay. All right. I got it. I got it. So, um, 
One cool thing that I did was that I performed at my first burlesque festival, <gasps> and that was super fun. Mm, mm, that was mm, shit. Mm, mm, I loved so, it. I, I saw the photos. Yeah. You were so hot. I'm like, oh, goodness. You <laughs> look so good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to be kind of vague on this podcast. And if you if you end up subscribing to our Patreon um, shameless plug there, you might you might see a photo or two of me performing. Um, but yeah, my boobies were hanging out and my ass was hanging out. <laughs> I was like, oh, you look amazing. And you just looked so happy. Oh, my gosh. I was really I happy. Tell. Oh, yes. I was really happy. So that was my um, first thing. And then prior to that, actually today, um, so I finally finished my tattoo. Um, I got a pretty big, big-ish tattoo. How, how big is this? I'm looking Show at me. Right now. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, this is really awkward because I'm like, <laughs> do I put it on a chair? Okay, this is awkward. Don't Let me yourself. I know. It's a rolly okay. chair. <gasps> oh, my God. God, that is gorgeous. Yeah. So, so for those people that um didn't see what I did on um on Zoom here was I showed Rissa my left thigh and it's about almost the size of like my whole thigh at yes. this point. I would say it's a, a nice maybe eight by six ish picture, five by seven ish like type oh. picture of um so what it is, it's like basically I wanted a family portrait. So it's a oval frame with what do you call it? Like Fabergé? Is that what you call the decoration type swirly kind of type things around type the edges? Style. <laughs> yes, yes. That um, with just birth flowers of me, um, my husband and the two kids. So about like a month ago when I got it done, it was just black and gray. And then today I got it done um, and added color. So it is raw. Ah, <laughs> right how now. are you feeling? <laughs> Um, it's fine. Yeah. I, I'm happy that we're recording today and the tattoo's done because now I can drink because like last like last night I was like, I need a good night's rest. Mm-hmm. I can't drink. Mm-hmm. I need to make sure that I, I'm hydrated because I know shit's gonna hurt like when you go under the needle. Yeah. So um yeah, got that done and I'm super stoked about that. And then third thing that happened that was pretty eventful yet scary and um, it was a very, very humbling experience was that I actually went to NOLA. Um, when was it? Like, I think it was like August 25th through 29th. So if you've been pretty active on the news and social media, you know that Hurricane Ida um, hit New Orleans. Yeah. So I, I got stranded <sighs> there, basically. Um, it was supposed to be... Like, originally, it was me who was supposed to go by myself. And then last minute, I was like, oh, mom, do you want to come with me? And she's like, yeah, sure. It'll be like a fun mother-daughter trip. So we went and then um, come, like, well, we arrived Thursday. Friday was when we got wind of, wow, that pun. Okay, we got wind. Shit. Okay, wind of this fucking hurricane. Okay, we got wind of the hurricane that and then like at that point it's like i think everybody who was in nola wanted to reschedule their flight mm-hmm. so it's like everybody's like going 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 the earliest i could book a flight out was sunday morning and um sun like saturday evening i find out oh it's canceled mm-hmm. so i'm like all right well i'm gonna just ride the hurricane out and pretty much did experience the whole shablam and this is like best case scenario okay 
So like I was stranded in a hotel for three days since like Sunday through Tuesday. Luckily, my mom's there with no power, no running water. Um, They still had they gave us food, though, which was like still nice, like really, really nice at the hotel, even though it was like. You know, it wasn't a hot meal or anything like that. So it was just like basic, like, here's a sandwich and slice of ham, slice of cheese here, you know. Um, And I booked flights left and right. And at least like six times the flights have gotten canceled. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Um, And then was like, oh, I can go on a Greyhound, you know, to maybe the nearest city because the airline, like the airport was closed. Um. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I can go to like the nearest city and then booked a ticket there, found out that the bus station was closed. And it just like got to that point where I was just like, fuck, like, I'm really, really hopeless. Like come Tuesday, I was just like, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to plan to be here for another week or two. And I think like the scariest part too, sorry, I'm eating up a lot no, of space. But- no, 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 this is a lot. The scariest part was it wasn't like the lack of like power or running water. It was more of when am I going to see my family again? Like that's the scariest part to me. And like I would get word like from, you know, um, my husband and he'd like send me videos of the kids and Bunso started walking during that time too. So I would just see like, you know, videos of like Bunso walking and then I would get like text messages from people asking if I'm okay. And I'm not super like active on, not Instagram, but like on Facebook, Mm -hmm. but like on my personal Instagram, I was just putting updates of like what's been happening and all that. Um, But finally, like on Tuesday morning when I was already mentally preparing myself to be like, you're going to get stranded here for another, um, I was going to say year, thankfully uh, not yeah. a year, another um, week or two. Hotel, again, best case scenario, reached out to all the guests and was like, hey, we secured transportation um, for you all to go to Houston through a bus. So they were transporting all the guests. Um, we're going to have you all go on a bus. It'll be like a seven hour ride. Uh, you all will be in Houston. We're going to comp the night that you're there at our sister hotel. And then you all can find a, figure out a way how to get home. Um, so luckily I was with my mom because I, oh, I can't wow. like the first two days were fine. Like I, because everybody's in problem solving sure. mode, you know, it's like they're like, all right, this will work and this will work. And then finally it gets to that point where you're like, fuck, like nothing works, you know. Yeah. Um, so I've already like cried like multiple times like that last day and it's like every single time that like I would hear something I'm like don't get your hopes up Mm -hmm. and like again it would like get canceled but Mm -hmm. like you know just going to Houston and that being like one step closer to home like I bawled you know like on the bus ride going there bawled when I got you know to the hotel hugged my mom real tight when he got there and then like when we figured out a way to get back um to the pacific northwest it's like there was a layover in one place and then we were finally like at our destination but with every like takeoff and you know landing and takeoff and landing it's like you know i just say i'm not religious i'm like i just see like a little prayer and i'm like all right this is like one step closer and then once we land i'm like okay that's checked off the list like one more flight you know so we finally got home wednesday evening um i came home saw my kids pretty much like hugged my kids for like 10 minutes straight and just like oh my gosh um yeah you know what though it's like it it was very very humbling because not it was scary yes 
but a lot of the people that I had met there, it's like, I think when you get into natural crisis Mm -hmm. mode, people just help, you know? So it, it just reminded me of just how humbling it is, you know, to have people around and people are like genuinely just really really nice so so yeah sorry long long story of my hurricane ida experience but glad to be home every you know second is sweeter with the kids and family so absolutely and oh my goodness no need to apologize for like taking up space with that (laughs) like take all the space you need with this this is like what a frightening you know um just thought when 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 that thought crosses your mind like am I gonna see my family again like I can't even imagine yeah. like that I just I just like my heart stopped a little bit when you when you shared that like that's so scary because you don't think no. that right it's like you always think like you know there's a way home yeah. like something will happen um and a natural disaster does not discriminate no. like who cares how much money you have? You can't get out of a fucking place like with a natural disaster, right. you know? It's like, so it doesn't discriminate mm-hmm. at all. And it just makes me a lot more, um, it's like I really empathize with the people that live in Louisiana that were really, really yeah. impacted by Hurricane Ida because it was a lot. And I, um, you know, with Hurricane Katrina too, that being like the anniversary of it, right? And yeah. it's funny because before I left, I was asking uh, my husband like, hey, do you think they're going to do anything like for the anniversary of Hurricane Katrina? And he's like, no, I think it's just the 16 year anniversary. I'm pretty sure like if it was like 20th year anniversary, maybe mm-hmm. like when it's like another bigger number. Sure. But um, but yeah, so that that's what happened. But I'm super glad to be home. And yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can I ask a few follow up questions? Oh, sure. my goodness. I just, you know. Um, oh, um. So with everything that happened there, like, what did you feel like you learned about yourself, um, you know, in the midst of, of dealing with um, or of facing this type of disaster, um, being with your mom, have, being away from your family? What, what's something that you learned about yourself? Yeah, um, it's weird that you bring that up because, like, at first I was like, I don't know if, like, this would count. But I learned... Um, I think it's also like because of my job right now too. Like I'm, I'm a supervisor, a clinical supervisor for people, and I feel like I have to put this face on, yeah. right? Where it's like I, I need to seem or I need to look as if I've got my shit together, as if everything is under control. Right. One thing that I learned, um, especially when like day two hit, mm-hmm. when I bawled, was like, okay, take the mask off. I learned that I was reminded that I'm a fucking yes. human. Yes. And that's the thing, right? Like you have to like come to the fact that it's like you're human and like it's okay to feel all these things and it's okay to not know the answers mm-hmm. and it's okay to not have to problem solve. Because right. um, I think everybody went into problem solving mode. Yeah. So um, I think once I embraced mm-hmm. that, I was like, okay, time to just trust the process versus having to act like some type of higher being and solve everything right right yeah so that was the biggest like aha for me where I'm like okay it's okay Z that you're human um 
chill the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> For lack of a better, lack yeah. of a more, or like, like allow yourself to like ball the fuck out and just panic yeah. and just feel all the feelings. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because yeah. exactly, oh my goodness. Um, the other question I had was because you know I'm just thinking about, um just the what you shared about like sharing this like hotel space with a lot of people who are stranded and riding the bus for seven hours with a bunch of other people how do you feel like you know and we're still in the midst of this pandemic right Right. (laughs) louisiana is like the worst oh my yeah and so i guess like how how like just how did it impact you um, just dealing with this, knowing that, you know, while you're dealing with this really immense crisis, that there's another crisis that that's kind of like an added layer to with COVID and um, right. the variants. And yeah. So how did you? Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly, um, when I was down in um, NOLA, mm-hmm. you can't go to any of these restaurants unless you show your vaccination mm-hmm. card. Mm-hmm. So I was like, OK, I feel much safer just showing my vaccination card, having a mask like they would not allow you to get into these places without any of yeah. that. Um, when we so I left this part out. So we were um, staying on the 17th floor mm-hmm. when the power cut out. The emergency plan was to um, just go to the third floor ballroom mm-hmm. and just shelter in place. So there were beds, like rollaway beds, about like six feet apart yeah. that you could stay in. A lot of people um, had some concerns because they're like, well, COVID, you know, I don't want to stay in an enclosed spot. But also, too, like on the flip side, it was like, well, I also don't want to walk 17 flights of stairs, you know, um, with my mom just to sleep, you know. So we just lugged everything down. Mm -hmm. There were people who were just like on the struggle bus, like going up and down stairs and they're on the 34th floor. (gasps) And I'm like, forget that. Like, I am not going to do that. But um, I mean, it's funny that you bring that up because it's like, yes, like COVID is still happening. But I think that in terms of a crisis, it's like you think um, about here and now, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what is here and now? What is the first thing that you need to do? And I'm like, yes, COVID is there. But I'm I'm like, all right, basic needs. Like, we need to make sure that we have food. Yes. You know, we need to make sure that we have water. Yes. Um, a lot of the people that were there, they were all, like, pretty respectful. Like, we all wore masks still. Yes. We all, like, um, it's like we didn't do anything, like, you know, nutty where we would just take off the mask and like socialize, you know, carelessly just because it was part of the hotel's rules that like you still need to be um, wearing a mask in, you know, the pretty like common places. Yeah. So, yeah, you just kind of go into like crisis solving mode where it's like the first thing that needs to happen needs to happen first, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, How are you how are you doing right now? <laughs> Just kind of recapping such a traumatic thing. And I know you recognize that like, this is one of the best, like what I experienced is one of the best case scenarios, like in such a terrifying, you know, um, just a, a terrifying experience for a lot of people. Um, it's still, I mean, right. even despite it being like the quote unquote best case scenario, like that just sounds so terrifying. Um, mm-hmm. How are you dealing with it now? 
you know, a few weeks into just kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, I definitely did not go to work. Good. <laughs> like for a couple days, took some time off there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like one thing that helps me and maybe it's just my personality is that I like to um, just really think of just gratitude you know and and it's like I like every single time that something happened I'm I'm always like at least I'm safe like that's always like the first thing that crossed my mind like yes we're in the shitty situation but at least I'm saved Mm -hmm. um at least my mom is here at least I'm not alone at least the kids are okay Mm -hmm. you know it's like at least they're healthy you know so it's like a lot of these things I'm like all right there there are things that could have been like you know totally worse but um it makes me really empathize still like I I have that um it makes me want to help more um -hmm. but yeah yeah that that's I guess that's kind of like the the gist of it yeah yeah oh um thank thank you for sharing that I know it's I, I saw photos of it and just I yeah I did oh my goodness just seeing those photos and seeing um just the like you know where because when you were describing like the the beds and the six foot um distances of the beds and like I remember just seeing that I think it was a video that you took um where you were just Mm -hmm. like look oh my gosh like I um gosh I don't know like I I just like my heart like sank um seeing that that's something that you experienced um I'm really glad you're here and thank you for sharing with me yeah. and with people who are listening. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for just giving me the space to talk about it. You know, it's like, what a trip. Yeah, for sure. Um, that was, it was supposed to be my um, weekend without the kids. Ah! So, so it's supposed to be a relaxing I weekend. <laughs> and it wasn't. That was not that was part for relaxing. Like you need a vacation yeah. from that quote unquote vacation. <laughs> yes. Ah. Yes. So that's the plan. Mom and I are already kind of talking about like, okay, next vacation that we go go to will be like, you know, inclusive, all inclusive, yeah, like trip to Mexico or right. something. <laughs> do nothing but sleep and then go on the beach yeah. and drink like yummy cocktail but funny thing is that like i i want to go back yeah. to noah like that, that's like my like i'm like i want to redo and i want to go back and i was lucky to still experience most of the things that were down there um so was still able to sightsee mm-hmm. realized real quick that bourbon street is no longer my scene maybe <laughs> if i was younger <laughs> It was so funny because I would go on like the um, ghost tour with my oh, mom. I love ghost tours. And I know. So like I would go on like ghost tours and it would be a night, right? And like there would be people like in our group who you'd see them and then all of a sudden like you turn the corner and you're like, oh, okay, well, there they are across the street trying to throw up. Okay, well, then you cross, then you like turn around another corner and you're like, all right, four more people disappeared. <laughs> so this like, wonderful group of 20 people is now six. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, tell me about Bourbon Street. Okay, I know we've been like, we have like a lot to talk about, but I really want to hear about this. So Bourbon Street, um, tell me more about that. What's, what was that like? And what is, what is that like now for you? And yeah. Yeah. Well, so um, I didn't go at night because I was with my mm-hmm. mom. 
So we passed, we just passed by it at night. A lot of stumbling people, mm-hmm. you know, it's fun. A lot of bachelor parties, bachelorette sure. parties, birthdays. Yes. So um, it, it's, it's definitely not my scene. It was loud. Music was bumping. Um, yes, you do need a vaccination card to show, but it's like, you know, people don't have their mask and they're drinking uh, and I'm like, okay, COVID risk right there. And you're right a COVID now. risk right now. <laughs> you're doing a COVID risk. Yeah, Leave them for so, Jesus. <laughs> so I, I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know, it's, it's not my scene anymore, but I think that if I was still in my 20s with no kids, still had a great, sure. like, tolerance to alcohol, I think I would have a lot of fun, yeah. but, um, or maybe if my mom wasn't there. Maybe I was going to say, I, I would, wonder, like, like if your mom wasn't there, if you'd, you'd you know, at least for yeah. one night, be like, this is amazing, and then the next day you're like, I hate myself, <laughs> why am I doing this? <laughs> Give me some hot. Yeah, and TV right now, and just do nothing. I know. Oh my gosh! But the, I I think like it had to do with like my mom just being there. But you know what? On the flip side, though, we ate like hella bit hey. and like we were super happy about that. Oh, that so I cannot. Um, Ugh, Nola food. That's, a, that's the first thing I thought of. I was just like, oh, I'm gonna go there for the food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the food is yes. so good. Uh, well, thank you for sharing. Ugh. Um trying to figure out how do we transition <laughs> from updates with the summer to talking about working moms. We Astrid. can just leave it as Yeah, it you know what? That's our awkward transition. It has been a while yeah. since we podcasted. And yeah, so there we go. Now we're going to talk about what life is like balancing our work life everything else (laughs) um so that we are a functioning human being um in our new jobs because both z and i um i think we talked about in the last podcast and we referenced it it, this podcast um that we are both in new positions that have um just kind of more uh leadership responsibilities um and we want to we want to go and like delve deep into what that has been like for two women of color in this in these types of positions. So I guess we're just gonna get down to it's it. Our, um, it's our hashtag grounded and growing <gasps> conversation, right? Weren't we gonna make stickers? <laughs> we need to make yes. I need a sticker grounded and growing. <laughs> I still need to give you the other sticker, the dirty like a nanny sticker. I want that sticker. Oh my gosh. Yes, I still have to give it to you. So if you're on Patreon, I've I've been sending out um like quarterly cards, like dirty nanae cards with a sticker attached. So if you want a dirty like a nanae sticker, please join Patreon. Shameless plug. Do it, do it, do it, please. Um, okay. So I mean, okay, so for this episode, since like it's been a while since we podcasted, we just want to kind of go back to the roots and just, you know, like take out the games for now, you know professional mm-hmm. <laughs> um so instead just kind of at you know we we um thought about some of the questions that we'd like to ask each other um to just really delve into and some of the most common questions that are asked of um of uh working working moms so we're mm-hmm. just gonna get down to it yes all right yes. um do you think that we should talk a little bit about what we do 
So it's not oh, like Vegas. Well, I was just going to be super secretive about it. Okay. <laughs> ish, ish, ish. Like maybe just like just a bit, but you don't have to go into like extreme detail or whatever. Okay. Let me figure out how I'm going to talk about mine. Okay. Do you want to do yours first? Do you have an idea of how you're going to? Sure. Okay, cool. All right. Talk about your. Yeah. So, so what is it that you do? Um, I've already kind of like mentioned my job title on here. Clinical supervisor. Did that maybe about 10 minutes ago or 15 minutes ago, if you rewind back on this podcast. Um, So I'm a clinical supervisor for one of the nonprofit agencies here in the Pacific Northwest. I supervise what a clinical supervisor is, is basically I um, I support the clinical um, mental health staff Mm -hmm. that are on my team. So I support a team of is it like eight people? I think so. So I, they would bring their cases to me. I'd provide consultation and supervision. And that's kind of what I do, just supporting them. And then just kind of like, you know, making sure that their workflow looks right. Oh, look at you. And attending a lot of meetings. Ah, so. Meetings. <laughs> that's something that like has popped up in my gig too. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so zoomed out. So zoomed out. Um, let's see. <sighs> okay. So I am a director of an educational institution or <laughs> well we will make it work we will make this like vague was that big enough i hope that was big enough i think it's vague it's vague enough um, uh, okay um and i oversee god damn it how am i gonna like filter myself i oversee a bunch of programs related to equity in education. Yay! (laughs) I was going to try and put a like Harry Potter reference in there. And then I was like, so basically this is Professor McGonagall. And then I was like, wait a second, McGonagall, I don't think like oversees programs. Well, I'm not sure. Does, Does she? Well, anyway, I know that there's a love-hate relationship right now with a lot of Harry Potter fans and J.K. Rowling. <sighs> anyway, okay, moving yes. on. <laughs> um, cool, cool, cool. All right, so given the the vague description of our jobs, um, all right, I'm gonna ask the first question for you, and then I guess that's for both of us. But really, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start the oh. question first, okay? All right. So what has your work-life balance been looking like for you? (laughs) (laughs) See, okay. So I learned real quick to shift that wording of Mm work-life balance to work-life sustainability. See, look at this grounded and growing. So, um, yeah, I, I've been shifting it more to work-life sustainability. And what that looks like for me <laughs> is I love my kids, but I think what makes me feel the best is when I work full-time, mm-hmm. um, but still do my artistic stuff on the side. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm constantly busy, mm-hmm. but I like busy. Yeah. Um, I've tried, like, working maybe four days a week like four like longer days and then like three days like with the kids and I was just not happy mm-hmm. and I think that five days sounds great 
So um, that's kind of like what my work-life sustainability looks like at the moment. Um, in terms of like what I do. Oh, and yeah, I think like we didn't really mention like change in our podcast too. Where oh, we're, yeah. yeah. You're going to break the ba- You're um, going to break the news. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I could break it. Just it. Rip it branded. Okay. Band-Aid. All right. Okay. Um, so given that, you know, you and I have just had life changes where we're in roles that require a lot of energy. Um, I, I want to say that like, you know, when it comes to podcasting, I'm not thinking more of like quantity first, but it's more like the quality yeah. of like a podcast. So um, we have made the decision <laughs> to drop like one episode a month instead of like being super ambitious with two and then just like struggling. Uh, so yeah, I, I think like just over arching theme is I I've been looking more at like the quality Mm. of the things that I want to do versus the quantity Mm. um I've learned that you know being busy isn't necessarily like I mean it's good but it shouldn't measure your Mm -hmm. worth Mm -hmm. and and I think I'm at that point where I'm cool just saying no Mm -hmm. um I've also noticed too like you know being in a supervisor role now um, as much as I used to be social with coworkers, yes. now I'm like, okay, well, I can't really be social, but I'm also like, <laughs> that's fine because I don't want to be social anyway. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but anyway, that, that's what my work-life sustainability looks like at the moment. I love that. I love the work-life sustainability as, um, what do you call it? Like as a way to kind of try to aspire for rather than like finding a balance um I feel like the balance thing kind of has caused for me too like has caused a little bit like when when I've thought about it that way like I need to find like balance um of like I need to make sure that like I'm doing this much percentage put into like parenting and this much percentage put into um like my job and this much percentage into my ambition or my ambition my um hobbies um mm-hmm. like it it's caused me more stress trying to find that balance mm-hmm. um rather than just kind of like you know I, I like again just like thinking about it in a work life sustainability um model um I just you know the way I thought about it too is it's like it's kind of this like I think of of life a little bit as a circle right you have the circle mm-hmm. and then you have all these little buckets Actually, I don't know why I thought circle, but it's in my brain. But anyway, you have all these like little, like kind of like a pie chart. No, wait, no, that's a bad one. That's a bad visual. Scratch that. I think of, um, okay. So one of the things that I aspire for is a life of authenticity. And to be authentic for me, it requires me fulfilling different buckets of myself that makes me feel like that makes me feel like I'm living my life authentically. So um, like I think about, you know, filling certain aspects of like my work life and filling certain aspects of my, my parenting life and being a partner, being a friend, um, doing these hobbies. Um, and it's not necessarily like the amount of time that I put into these things, but like similar to what you said, like the quality that I put in the quality of energy that I put into the things that I, um, that make me feel whole, that make me feel like I'm living mm-hmm, my life mm-hmm. authentically. So like 
that might mean and, and that shifts that shifts in me it's not going right. to be like um it's not going to be something that like uh, on a daily basis it's the same sometimes there are mm-hmm. going to be days where like i may not be able like i'm not, i may only have an hour maybe two with my child you right. know mm-hmm. and i'm going to spend that one hour or two doing something of quality to make me feel like okay for today that made me feel like like I, I was a good parent to my kid or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that can, you know, that can vary. And I, I do try to like spend as much time as I can with my baby, my baby. Um, but yeah, and but I think that just kind of allowing myself, um, just recognizing that like, um, you know, it's not like this like perfect balance that you have to try to make, but right. that like, you know, what energy do you want to put like, do you want to put into to making um to making it feel like um you know you feel fulfilled as this you know whatever role right. you're you're taking on um so that i feel like that kind of way of thinking about it has helped me uh move forward and that requires a lot of like reflection and processing cuz like right mm. cuz that that requires you to think like okay what could that look like for me to feel like i've you know like I've had this like meaningful um, time with my kids so that I feel like she's also getting the benefit of like having a parent that is happy but and having a parent right. um, that is creating a space for her to thrive and to feel loved. Um, and, and like, you know, how, how could that look like in like an hour or two, for example, right? And it's doable. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so I think that right. has made it less of a pressure for me and it has given myself a lot of grace and it's made me happier um, with just kind of trying to like, quote unquote, balance it all. Right, right. Yeah. See, though, I, I had like the same um, thoughts as you, like when it came to just the terminology of work-life balance, I was like, oh, okay, so it means I need to split everything mm-hmm. so that it becomes like, I become like, like, what you like mentioned like a pie chart. pie chart yeah yeah right right and then it's like you have to go in like recognizing that there is fluidity in that that there might be some days where you're like I don't want to do xyz I don't want to like go to the store I don't want to cook dinner yes. I let me go and take out let me like grab the frozen meals that I have in the freezer and pop those in yep. you know like I I have to um just take off that expectation of um you know just trying to be like perfect and I'm like I'm trying to be realistic kids are fine I'm fine I'm like the only person who's like being like judgy about the stuff that I do is myself Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so um I you know it doesn't help to have that negative self-talk when you're trying already so hard right exactly that just unnecessary pressure on yourself when you're trying to the work-life sustainability (laughs) so it's like unnecessary energy really is like and so um but yeah so I I like I like that I like um how we talked about that um and I kind of want to delve more into this because um do you feel like so as of right now do you feel like you know as we're talking about being able to like live authentically in a way that you feel like you're fulfilling the buckets in your in your life, um, 
to to make you feel like you're this whole person. Um, how are you feeling with your work life sustainability right now? Right now, um, I I feel like it's pretty good. I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on it. Um, I strategically do things. Oh, I don't want to be that person, but I will. So I I do run. Um, <gasps> Amazing. <laughs> but I run when I don't have to watch the kids in the morning. Mm-hmm. And if I do run, it's not like I'm like, yay, I love running. <laughs> I don't. Um, but it's more of like I like the after effects yeah. of it. Because I've tried um, not having an outlet during that first week of that new job. Mm -hmm. And I was just so crabby. And I said, shit needs to happen. Like, I need to have a good way of dispersing my energy Mm -hmm. and not take it out on the kids, not take it on anybody, you know. So I was like, I need to find my time. And it's I don't work out for like an hour because fuck that no time I I have to take shower even though it's like still on zoom I'm like I still need to look together you know I still I'm gonna be meeting with people so um it kind of like switches up a little bit like so um I've when it was nicer outside I would run like at the closest track Mm. to my house Mm -hmm. Um, just pop in tune. Sometimes it's like nineties um pop, nineties R and B. Yes. Um, sometimes twenty minutes, sometimes thirty minutes, and then like just recently, I've been looking at um. Do you know who Blogilates is? No, what's that? Or heard of? So basically, Blogilates is like this YouTube channel, and I think like her name is Cassie, mm. Cassie Ho, or something like mm. that. So um she gives out like monthly workout things to do mm-hmm. and you can just go on YouTube and you just follow the workouts. Those workouts are hard as shit. <laughs> so if like if anyone is like listening and you know what I'm referring to, I am rooting for you. I'm rooting them. Right um, every like every day she has like four workouts that she wants you to do. And she's like very like body positive. Mm-hmm. So I love that. But um, for me, it's like, four of those like workouts that she listed is like an hour I'm like I only got 10 minutes or I only got 20 minutes I'll do just two mm-hmm. of them and like that's okay for me so it's like just something to get the blood flowing get my energy mm-hmm. out um but yeah so I've been doing that and then um another thing that I've also been doing when I do have time is I like cooking but I like um looking at I guess like recipes that are from other places so because I like to transport my Mm -hmm. mind somewhere Mm -hmm. and like I'll like put music on from that place and I'll like start like you know cooking and like oh this feels kind of fancy but (laughs) I don't even know if I answered your question but yeah my work my work life sustainability as of right now I feel um is pretty okay yeah Especially since I just came back from Nova, yeah. I feel like I have a lot of appreciation for my yes. kids right now. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Do you know how you like how we say I have appreciation, appreciation. right now? <laughs> appreciation. I like how I, I got it, and I was like right nodding now. and smiling, like yeah, that's right. Vodka <laughs> uh, hits yeah. a little harder now. <laughs> yeah. What are you drinking, BT Dubs? Um, I am drinking passion orange guava mm-hmm. with sparkling water and rum. <laughs> that sounds so good. I wish I was like really more, what do you call it, creative. But I was just like, I've been craving, like just ginger ale has been my jam right now. It's 
So oh, I yeah. just put um, whiskey ginger. Is like oh, I love yeah. whiskey ginger. Although I did drink vodka earlier, so oh yeah. So you are a delight a right now. I mean, you always delight. delight. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, a fucking delight. That fucking should be a um adjective. Yeah. I'm gonna ask you um uh, the second question. Is it okay if I pop to the second question? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so given that we are Filipino folks, <laughs> surprise, what? <laughs> what? Um, okay, so, um, how have your Filipino family members responded to your work life balance? Um, let me think. So, I'm trying to think because, like, I feel like so I haven't really been hearing a, too much about, um, like about my work life balance, but I've I've been hearing. Okay, so there is something that like I've been hearing from both my parents and my titas, and I I I and I know they're well meaning about this, and I know it's a lot. It's coloniality, like basically like rearing its ugly head. Um, but since I got this new, new job, um, like, I, I feel like there's been a, like, just kind of like a, a focus on how, like, suddenly I'm Im- more important now that I have this new job. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I've been important. Like I have been important, um, before I was director of and I've been important when I was unemployed. I've been important when I was changing majors. Like I've just been important because I'm a human being. Um, but I, I feel like there's this like internalized like classism, like embedded mm-hmm. in, um, yeah. And, 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 and I've heard that from a lot of like, again, like my Filipino family members who are so well-meaning and they're just so proud. Um, but it's just, it's just a lot of like, oh, well, you know, like you got to really take care of yourself now because you're important. I'm like, I've always been important. Mm. So is that, I don't know, have you seen anything like that, um, like in, in the community for you? Mm, no, I, I haven't personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe the closest that I can think of is just like my parents just saying like okay make sure that you do good mm-hmm. you know like like that's the only thing that I can think of but maybe it's also because it's COVID I don't hang out with people <laughs> that I just don't like you know have these conversations or they just don't have the opportunity to say shit sure. so maybe that's what it is I'm, I'm not really too sure, sure but that sucks though yeah I mean like I, I hate how importance is correlated or like there like people think that it is like um importance is you know equal to whatever job status you right. have. Like that that makes me kind of frustrated because I'm like, um unemployed. I mean like being a mom is demanding. Yes. And that's a hell of an important yes. job. I don't and you don't get paid no. for it. You know, so yeah, yeah, so I, yeah, and I just kind of think about like you know, and I and I wonder, I wonder, um, 
if, you know, a lot of it is just this association with if you have a good job, then you can escape poverty you can escape some sort of like mm. you know like it it mitigates a lot of the um what do you call it like it mitigates a lot of the um oppression that you're experiencing yeah. if you can elevate into this type of job you know mm-hmm. and um so I, I don't know if there's some some ties to that um or again if it's just kind of instilled like white supremacy <laughs> about trying to keep right, right. moving forward and, and, you know, and, and, and capitalism's like impact on, um, on this type of mentality that to be worth mm-hmm. something is to be in positions that, um, are of power that make money. Right. Um, I'd like to think the former, I know I'm sure, I'm sure there's like an amalgamation of all mm-hmm. these things, but I'd like to think that a huge part of it is just, you know, um, like, like I think about, um, the joke, for example, there's this joke in the Philippines that I heard and I heard it like more than once. I'm pretty sure it's a pretty popular joke about like, Mm um, how like Filipinos, like you would be considered successful if you were a doctor, a lawyer, or a priest. And that, I mean, that, I don't remember the tagline, but that, but the, like, you're like, where, where's the joke? Where's the joke? Where's that? A lot of money. Look, I don't know the actual joke, but I just remember the yeah, punchline. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel you. Ah, uh, well, if somebody knows the actual joke, please let us know because I, I've heard this, and the thing is, I think I've heard it when, like, at parties or when I'm drunk, so I can never remember the full joke. But I still remember the punchline, basically along the lines of like, you know, again, if you were a doctor, a priest, right, or. Right. A nurse, like you would be, or not a doctor. Right. So, doctor, a priest, or uh, a lawyer, like you would be considered <laughs> successful in the Philippines. And yeah. and like I, I'd like to think that it's because it's something that again just like provides some sort of safety for you, you know, an escape mm-hmm. from poverty, um, mm-hmm. just mitigating factors of um, dealing with the shit that people are dealing with. I don't know. Like sometimes I think about that. Like I'm, I'm, you know, in the process of trying to get my doctorate um, and a, a big part of it. And actually, so in my program, I've had a lot of like uh, women of color share the same thing. Like they're like, you know, a part of why I'm accessing this doctorate title or this doctor title is so that I don't have to deal with the bullshit of trying to make my point and and not be questioned um, for making oh. my point. And then I was like, yeah, actually, that's one of the reasons why I'm trying to get my doctorate as yeah. well is because like I, I walk into a an organization of like, you know, a sea of like white men, right, making these decisions. Right. And already I'm at a deficit, not because of who I am, but because mm-hmm. of how I'm being perceived. And so, right, right. And so I, I, I walk in there and, and it takes fucking time to try yeah, to get a point across or to try to get some movement into things that sometimes like mm-hmm. spending a bunch of money to get that doctorate would just speed things up. Yeah, And so, I don't know, I, I just started thinking, like, I wonder if there's a correlation with just trying, you know, like, garnering more power, right? By, like, moving into these right. positions that have, um, like, as, like, a society, like, as a capitalist society considers, you know, folks of power. Right. See, okay, I'm going to rewind a little bit because I think it's a complexity of mm-hmm. things. Um, 
Yes, I do agree with what you're saying. But to add on to that, I think it's also being child of immigrants, mm-hmm. right? That like move here mm-hmm. where it's like they it's like there is and I'm going to put this phrase out there. Um, this very, very popular Tagalog phrase. Utang na loob. Oh. Right. Um, and, and like for those that like I, what is the direct translation of that? It's like when you have utang na loob, it's like there is like you want to. um how would you? Like, I was gonna Google Translate because I know what you mean. Like I, I feel it in my core. There's like, like you owe something. Mm-hmm. It's like because someone did something to you, like your parents did something to you. There is a sense of like you have a debt mm-hmm. that you need to owe back to mm-hmm. them, right? Mm-hmm. And like you, like it's your duty to like fulfill mm-hmm. that debt, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that like maybe there's a lot of that also mm-hmm. where it's like. um I, I think that's like why like maybe people might want to like aspire like for higher things, um, especially like if you're like child for immigrant, because maybe there is that like unspoken debt that you're like my parents sacrificed X, Y, Z. I need to make sure that I can prove to them that, you know, I can accomplish the things that they weren't able to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe that could be like I, there's a lot. There's like so many complexities, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it totally could be. I know like the pressure from like my parents, it's never like they are, man, like they are so, so open-minded about about these things. Like I, I feel like I've never felt, I mean, like I think the pressure is more internalized for me to like pay back. Like th- it was never from them. Like they never yeah. say like, oh, like we sacrificed our mm-hmm. community and right. like our titles and our you know right. like comfort for you to be in the u.s so right. now you gotta pay back and it was never like that like they were just like no right. do we like they they were seriously like the the, the people that are just like as long as you're happy as long as you're happy which might like, huh. but yeah, then it, yeah. for me it's internalized it's like right. i want to do right by you because you sacrifice so much like i right it's almost like i don't know about you but like for me there's there's almost like i like i I want you to be proud, but I also, I want your friends to be proud of you. You know, like I, I'm like, cause I know that they, like their friends think of it that way. Like my parents are super like, um, I don't even know how to describe it. Cause it's not like they're hippies, <laughs> you know, like they're very just like, be happy. Very they're open. very open. They're like, you be happy. We love you. Da, 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 you know? Right. And, but uh, yeah, but like, but I do know like their siblings, their friends, like right. are watching, are looking at them. And I want right. their friends and their siblings to be like, look, my parents are doing great. Like they made good right. decisions. And so, um, so for me, it's like a little bit internalized to do that. Um, yeah. I'm going to make another observation. Sure. Just do based it. off you and do I. It, do it, do it. You and I are the oldest. <gasps> we are. We're the firstborns. And I don't know if that is also like another, like a firstborn thing uh, yeah. to be like, I have to prove something. Yeah. But I don't want to speak on behalf of my younger siblings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure like, I was there like, are other, you know, maybe there are younger siblings out there that like feel the same way. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I can, if you are a younger sibling, let us know and let us know what your experience is. Because yeah, I, I would be interested to kind of know what yeah. that looks like. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I do know my sister has kind of the same like we've had conversations about this so it has like she has very similar 
we've had uh-huh. similar conversations. It's some, it's a similar drive mm-hmm. and it's a similar, like we want, we want our parents to be proud. We want them to feel like yeah. the sacrifices they made. Um, but again, I don't know. Cause that, that might be different in other families, but I know right, for me right, and my right, sister right. and like, we're super close in age too. Um, we're 16 months apart, which I think about that. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Wow. My parents taking care of like two, two under two. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Two under two. If you have two under two for, you know, people out there, because mine was two under two. I'm taking a, I know, I was going to say, you were two under two. I'm going to take a drink for you because, uh, who Oh, yes, yes, please. I, mine is already done. So, two under two. I, I'm just like, wow. I, I, I keep thinking, like, if I have another offspring right now, (laughs) how am I going to live my, my work life sustainability? (sighs) But cheers to you all. Yeah. Have that. All right, that was an awesome question. All right, next question for you. What is a well-meaning advice that you've gotten that wasn't helpful as a working mom? What is well-meaning advice that I've gotten that wasn't helpful as a working mom? Why can't I think of any? Is it because it's COVID that I just have not like talked to anybody and it was just like my parents? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I I really can't think of any at the moment. And I'm sorry that I did not prep no, for this okay. question. Um, How about, do you want me um, to start? And then like, if something pops up for you, you're like. Yes, please do. Please okay. do. I, I got one. And it's more of like a, uh, so what was the question? Well, so one of the advice that I got um, is so like in this leadership role, right. Um, That's dominated by primarily white men. Um, So, so one of the things that um, I've gotten is that you have, it's so like, you have to act like a man to be able to meet, um, like to meet the demands of like your role. And, mm. and it's, you know, and it, like, and, and I do quotes in man, right? Because I, I think mm-hmm, what they mm-hmm. meant by that is you have to, um, like, like, so when they were talking about it, it's a lot of like, you know, you have to have your stern face on, you have to, mm-hmm be to 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 seem like you're not like um what do you call it that you're not easily uh what do you call it um like emotional yeah so that that you're not emotional that you're rational that you're logical um that you're not you know you're not somebody that just unravels um and i i was just like ah like i see why they needed to do that because mm-hmm. it's what has helped them like get, through, you know, it's, it's what helped them like be successful in this. But I, I, I have this optimism that I feel like a lot of organizations are changing a little bit, you know, there's a lot of pushback mm-hmm. on that sort of more capitalist way of, of um, moving forward with things mm-hmm. um, that, that I feel like I can instill a little bit of my authentic self in how I lead. And I think that might actually mm-hmm. do justice for, for people 
who I'm leading. And now yeah. that I'm in this position of leadership, um, I feel like modeling, modeling that you can be authentically yourself um, is, is something that, uh, what do you call it? Um, yeah. It's something that could, could just like support the people that, that we're serving. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's very, very true. See, I, I'm just going to piggyback off your advice. Cause I do have like one coworker who is also kind of like, um, a colleague of mine, similar job description, but like, is that type of person, they don't have kids yet, you know, mm-hmm. who is cool, like, you know, having a meeting at five and just going like, a, you know, trying to do things above and beyond, be checking email at seven o'clock mm-hmm. at night. Mm-hmm. And I am like, I tell my staff often that, you know, you need to find what work-life sustainability looks for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not recommend like, ha- you know, having any meeting at five, yes. like I want you to leave by five. Yes. Um or if like if you are gonna work past five, like please flex your hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to be that person to like micromanage either because I I just trust that you you know yes. you know like what your needs yes. are. Yes. Um, but yeah, I was like, fuck that. I am not gonna like have a meeting at five. Oh, no. I'm like my <laughs> this is where I'm at. Like I'm like I pick up my kids at five. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. It's like you, you have to model yes. that, like what you were yes. saying. You got to model it so that the people around you can like, yeah, that um, it's okay for them also to, to do that. Do that you right. Know? And then the thing is, like, as a leader too, like you can, you sure you can say things, but ultimately, what you do is the barometer of what they're looking at. Right. Right. right you exactly. can like you can say, oh, I'll go do some self care, but if you're sending a fucking email at two o'clock in the fucking morning, exactly. like that is the barometer yeah. you check, right? So like for me, I'm trying to model by saying like, nope, weekends, I'm taking, I'm taking time for my right. offspring. Like I'm taking time right. going on a trip. Like I want to disassociate myself from this job. Um, right. So that if I come, when I come back to this job, like I'm going to do well. And that's what I yeah. expect of you too. Like it's your responsibility to take care of yourself. Um, and it, it's kind of weird to say that like, you know, it's your responsibility, but right. I feel like for a lot of folks that are so driven by like capitalistic, um, like notions of like, you have to like, you know, you have to do things, your responsibilities, blah, blah, blah. Like sometimes like, like formulating it as like, um, it's your responsibility to like take care right. of yourself. It's your responsibility to turn off your computer it's your responsibility you know and also well yes we're saying that that's your responsibility but also like as a leader create a space so that like if they do you know like if they if they do turn off their computer and not talk you know not not talk about work on the weekends that like when they come back that it's not gonna bite them in the ass for doing that so right creating that space as well um but yeah i don't know for some reason like yeah just saying that like you know, like just modeling it um, and just like being very explicit about the need to like take care of yourself is something that like I'm super passionate about. I'm just like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and like, like That's yeah. Cool. And then like helping them advocate for hours, right? Or money. Cause I'm not gonna, you know, like, are you flexing your hours? Like, are you getting, you know, are you getting time sheeted for this? Like, da 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 da, you know, right, um, is right. something that um, is super important. But, right. Right. Yeah. 
well, your your staff and all the people that work with you are lucky to have that space, you know, and the permission to be like, okay, if this is like, because it's pretty anxiety provoking, right? Like I've worked in shitty work situations where um, I finally like had to sit down and I remember hearing a quote somewhere, I can't remember where, but like someone was like, you know, if everything is a priority, nothing is a priority. Yes. so true because it's like you can just pile everything and I'm like so what urgency like I get that we're in a pandemic you know and I get that like we're like zoomed Mm -hmm. out to the fucking Mm -hmm. brim um but it's like it's okay if you turn your computer off or you or not turn your computer off if you just turn off your camera and you know you're just doing your own thing like I'm not gonna be mad because I'm like I also need to fucking like decompress yeah yeah exactly Um, yeah Yeah. and so I think one of the bravest things that we can honestly do, whether or not we have formal leadership titles, is to like be explicit in our self-care, to be explicit in right. our boundaries, um, whatever that looks like for you, um, and like being and holding true to them and rejoicing right. when people are explicit about their boundaries. Um, yes. Because yes, I definitely exactly. have like folks that are like, oh, I feel so bad that I, I have to say no to them. I'm like, no. No, it's okay. Thank you for letting me know your very clear boundary about this. Right. Like it, it helps you know create like what we right. need to do to ensure that like we we get to right. the mission, or if we need to recalibrate and say like, are we putting too much on? Are we too? Are we focusing right, too much right. on too many things? Like, can we step back a little bit to focus right. on the priority so that we can get the job mm-hmm. done with quality and also with our sanity? So, right. um, but yeah. boundaries is also like another term that I've also kind of like had to finagle a little Mm. bit so I don't um like I understand boundaries but like when um how I've switched Mm. it has been um what are your emotional capacities Mm, interesting so um because like when I think of boundaries it's like it's a very like hard line Mm. right of like you can't do xyz but then there are times where it's like I I recognize that it might kind of like be a little bit more fluid Mm -hmm. um and bend a little so um I'm like, okay, so what are your emotional capacities? Mm. So that's kind of an, another yeah. like thing that I like took from somebody that I once like worked with and was like, oh, I, I like, like it. That. How so if um like when you ask that, like what's what's typical answer like um when somebody when you ask like what's your emotional capacity? When people are like really burnt out, um, I, I usually like ask that. And then like they'll they'll tell me like why they're burnt mm-hmm. out, and then um they'll say you know this is happening and mm-hmm. this is happening, and I guess like it really depends on like the person that I'm working with because maybe they might be going through a lot of like personal mm-hmm. stuff. I don't know. It's like it's so hard to gauge when you're working like online, and again, this is like a very very like privileged you know position you know to even like work yes. online yes. you know um. So it's like when when I have that, it's like it's it's hard to even like gauge what people are really mm-hmm. feeling just based off, you know, face to face Zoom mm-hmm. meetings like every single day mm-hmm. and not being able to check in right. and like feeling that actual energy like off the screen, you know. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the times like when people like ask um, or when I ask them like about their emotional boundaries mm. or emotional capacities they start talking about things but like my go-to is that like I tell staff that you know I want you to I don't want you to have to work harder I want you to work smarter yeah yeah so when it comes to like the things that you need 
to do. Um, what are the things that um, you need to do? But also, what are the things that I can also like carry for you or help you yeah. carry? Um, so, yeah, I feel like I've, I've seen people relax a little bit mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. when they know that it's not. I, I think it's very humbling to hear someone in a leadership position be very open when it comes to emotions mm-hmm. right because we're it's like a lot like people expect like a oh, business this business yes. that. but to even talk about like okay what are your emotional capacities ah. and it's like people are just like whoa yeah. holy shit like you're asking me this question i didn't even know that yeah. that was like a thing that i could talk about i see what you're saying yeah i i actually really appreciate that because there's a little bit more of a humanity aspect to that as well Um, so Mm -hmm. it recognizes the fluidity because, you know, um, it may be something that like on the one day, like depending on the emotional, somebody's emotional capacity, they might be able to do. And in another day or maybe a couple of hours later, it's not something that, um, folks are able to do for, you know, whatever reason because of just the change Mm -hmm. in, um, in, in, in what they can handle emotionally right now so that they can still, you know, um, feel a sense of like not burning out which is good um and just kind of what I like about that too is you're you're recognizing like again like the humanity aspect of it of like recognizing how this impacts people emotionally um Mm -hmm. and not just I'm tired I mean tired is an emotion (laughs) you know not just like energy levels or capabilities but just emotionally um right uh how you know like it's it's recognizing that um that humanity so i appreciate that yeah because fatigue and like you know just chronic like physical pain like that is like and i can go on about like you know the different um warning signs of this but that's like definitely like a trauma response you know and i think this is the time to capitalism like the need to constantly be busy yes you know it's like for what you know it's like you're just you're just pretty much like drilling yourself like into this hole you know of like busyness 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 and that's like such trauma because like maybe there was a you know a thing that happened at one point where someone got mad at you for resting yeah right yes oh my gosh totally or like prioritizing your mental health needs um and then getting penalized for that you know because Mm -hmm. of just the uh, yeah capitalist like perspective on how we should be as workers. Um, Right. So I know we've thrown the word capitalism a lot, which is so funny because the next question is about capitalism. Yeah. But but just to kind of, you know, um, provide a normative definition for it, it's just, you know, the way we're talking about it, it's when we prioritize um, workers' output over the humanity um, of people. Um, So that's kind of how like capitalism um, plays into how we're talking about it in our conversation. Um, so I'll ask you um, the question. Sure. Okay. Um, so has capitalism impacted your role as a working mom? Yes. I mean, always uh, because we, we, we work in whatever organization we're in um, especially in the United States um, capitalism is always going to be impacting our roles. And that, that definitely like as a working mom, there's this recognition that like capital, like the way that our, our, um, 
working organizations are created isn't made for working moms. Like it's made to push them out and that's not okay. Right. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like I think about just like the, the advice that I got, it's a well-meaning advice, right. Again, that, that has worked for this particular leader. Um, but just like having to um, suppress uh, my emotions, having to suppress um what do you call it? Um, having to suppress my humanity, um, mm-hmm. in, 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 in leading, um, it definitely, you know, it, that's something that, um, that, that you, what we just talked about, like how capitalism has impacted. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I thought about too, is that how, and this is one that I'm struggling with. And I think we talked about this before is that like how our roles now in these leadership positions are kind of like it doesn't just turn off. Right. Like we we can't log off at five o'clock PM and be like, cool, oh, we're just Rasanzi dicking around. I don't know. <laughs> you know, like that title persists through like our identity 24-7. And that's exhausting mm-hmm. sometimes, right? Because sometimes mm-hmm. I just want to let loose. Like I, I was just thinking about your story. Um you know, um, when you were dealing with this crisis and how like you, you know, like your initial response isn't to turn off to like allow yourself to be human, but to like act as a supervisor and say, okay, what are, what are the next steps to like handle this crisis? You know? And, and I feel like that's something that I'm still struggling with Mm -hmm. and I don't know quite yet what the response is, but just, having to not be able to turn that off. Um, Like I've had to scrub my social media (laughs) so that like, because I have to present my way, I have to present myself a certain way. Doing this podcast is so nerve wracking because I'm so nervous that this is something that is going to unravel the career that I've worked hard to get to. Um, but it's so important to me because I this is you know when we're talking about the different buckets that we have to uh you know to feel a sense of like authenticity in the life we live like this is one of it this is one of my outputs and but I so I can't stop I don't want to stop you know this is so right. like this is something that's important to me but at the same time there is more um there's more at risk doing this podcast there's it's a higher fall now. And the thing is, it's easier for us as women of color in leadership positions to fall. So that's something mm-hmm. that I'm, oh, is super scary. That is like kind of a low hum anxiety as I continue to try mm-hmm. to live my life in a very authentic way. Interesting. Yeah. How about you? Um, That's funny that you were talking about um, my crisis in NOLA. Because actually, when I went on that quote unquote vacation, I was supposed to leave Thursday, come back on Sunday. Friday was when our timesheets were supposed to be submitted. Oh. And um, it's like I usually wait for the staff to like submit it. And then I usually like tell them, hey, please submit it. Like I tell them early so that by the time five o'clock hits, I approve it. And then I'm done for the weekend. Um but you know it's like life happens they don't like some of them are like oh I forgot that I did it I'm like okay it's fine um but Saturday morning 
like after the when I found news of the hurricane, like, you know, coming to NOLA, first thought I had was I need to email HR because I need to approve staff timesheets and I won't have power tomorrow. <laughs> so, so I need to tell people like my backup plan because I want to get people paid, yes. you know, and I was like, holy shit, like that was like my first response yeah. instead of. Hi Z, you are going through a crisis. Please make sure that you put your oxygen mask on before you <laughs> fucking take care of people. Um, so anyway, that was like my first thought. Um, but yeah, like it's interesting that you talk about um, just like the way how you present yourself because um, yeah, I, I totally feel it. I, I kind of feel like there are times where um, as a leader, supporting staff it's like you kind of have to I don't want to say hide part of your identity mm-hmm. because I like being authentic mm-hmm. and I like knowing you know I like sharing stuff I'm pretty social um but I think there's a part of you that has to put your needs mm-hmm. on the back burner yeah. right and then you prioritize like other people yeah. um when it comes to delivering tough shit news like covid stuff or when you have people that are in a crisis or whatever you need to have this face you need to you know be calm as hell like when you're saying stuff (laughs) and it's like no i'm not calm as hell like i don't want to tell you that i don't know what the fuck is happening i don't know what's happening but i'm I'm panicking and i don't know but then you know what it's fine it's everything's fine things are fine (laughs) everything's fine (laughs) um let's see capitalist um what else i'll be honest sometimes i'm gonna go backwards a little bit sometimes i find myself feeling guilty for being in the place that i'm at too Mm -hmm. where it's like i'm in a leadership role and i'm working full time Mm -hmm. and i always kind of like think that like should i be just staying at home like working with you know being with my kids 24 7 is it really like only my husband that should be working? Mm-hmm. Should I be the one at mm-hmm. home? Is that mm-hmm. my primary job? Mm-hmm. So that's where I think that like that also kind of like shows up mm-hmm. when I think of like being a working yes. mom because I, I feel that guilt. And I, I'm putting that out there, that mom yes. guilt sometimes. Yes. You know? I feel that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I f- so it's just shutting that off and then like reminding myself that you know what the kids are fine um we're all good this will just be like a good example you know I I thought about this a lot too because like um like you know like so I'm you know working on my doctorate and I'm doing this really rigorous job and like I think about like am I being selfish for trying to like reach these endeavors um that you know um, yeah to reach these endeavors um instead of you know taking more time so that I can have that quality time with my kid because I always I always want time with my kid um and it doesn't help that there are folks that make me feel bad about it (laughs) they're like what about your kid you know um which I know we say this a lot like whenever that happens we're like why don't you ask my husband that you know like yeah that's not something that they rarely they they rarely hear that if not you know they don't but um but that's something that I hear a lot 
Um, and right. like, I have, I have folks that would say things like, oh, well, I wouldn't want to pay my, you know, I wouldn't want to pay somebody else to do the thing that I want to be doing with my kid. Like, right. why would I right. pay somebody who doesn't love my kid as much as I do? And, and like comments like that make me feel so awful because I'm like, should I, should I, instead of like paying for a nanny, like, should I be like using that to like, you know, like, should I be using that time to be with my kid? And or on the flip side, mm-hmm. like when you do, and we're we're like really lucky, yeah. right? Like both you and I, that like while we're working these jobs, we do have childcare yes, available. Yes. Like there are like a lot of people out there that like their children are still at yes. home. You know, they are working. Oh, yes. And I just hate when there's like that, Um, you know, you turn the camera on, all of a sudden you see the kids. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden there's like this thing of like, oh, don't bother that person. Like that person already has like, you know, the kids and mm-hmm. like, they're like so busy. And it's like, there's like this, um, I guess like this impression that um, because they have the kids that their value all of a sudden goes lower. Yeah. Right. So um, yeah, sometimes I think about yes. that too. And maybe that's why I don't really like talk too much about the kids when I'm yeah. at work. Yeah. Because I'm like, I, maybe there is like there's a thing a where I'm like, I, for like, Maybe. Yeah. No, I seriously. Or I don't want to appear vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. No, I know what you're saying. Um. But yeah. So anyway, like I um I just think about like I definitely have that guilt, and it's something that it's a constant effort because it it's not just like I give mm-hmm. myself a pep talk and that's it. <laughs> like it's a constant effort right. to to remind myself like if I was my kid. Let me see if this makes sense. If I was my kid. <laughs> Like, would I want me to, like, not fulfill the things that make me feel like I'm living my life in the way that I want to? Right. Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, I, I'm modeling that for my kid. I'd like to think that I'm modeling right. that right. for my kid, you know? Yeah. Um, by saying, like, hey, um, like, I want you to live the life that you want. If you want to be a stay-at-home mom, Yes. Awesome. I love it. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. decide you don't want to have kids, love it. You know, like that's right. whatever it is that makes you feel like you can authentically live the way that you, you mm-hmm. want to. Um, yeah. I want my, my baby to look at, you know, her mom happy and feel a sense of like life satisfaction. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'd like to think that the, you know, even though our time is limited compared to um, like a lot of moms times with their kids, that the time that we have is meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about like my, you know, my dad um, and how like he was, he was busy. Like he, you know, he was a doctor. Um, he was busy. And like, I never felt like, I never felt like, wow, my dad was never there for me. You know, right, right. and like I think about um, working dads, right? Like working dads who, um, what do you call it? Like who, you know, like who was the primary like worker, for, you know, mm-hmm. the bacon bringer. Um, is that the saying? The ba- bacon bringer? Bread bringer? Oh my God, I hate idioms. Oh my gosh. <laughs> is there a bacon is one? Is bacon bringer? No. Ah, anyway. Ah, wait. <laughs> it's breadwinner bringing home the bacon breadwinner okay wow getting used to idioms oh my gosh um 
But like, you know, I think about that, right? And that like there are folks that still have like meaningful relationships with their working dads, mm-hmm. you know, who may not have as much time as like a stay at home mom. And like, that's not, you know, so anyway, like, I guess my point of the, my point with all of this is that I think if you are living the life that you want your kid to live, the life, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, modeling it is, is the way, like, kind of like mm-hmm. when we're talking about leadership, right? Like yeah. modeling it mm-hmm. speaks way louder than just saying right. it. Like, you know, I want to tell my kid, like, I want you to be whoever you want to be. And if I'm not right, doing right. that, then like, then she might just be like, cool, I'm just going to yeah. do a verbal service because that's what my mommy mm-hmm, did, mm-hmm. you know? Right. But anyway. I hopped on Google mm-hmm. um, while you were talking mm-hmm. because it made me think of a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was just thinking about like how you shared the story about your dad and how it was just like normal, you know, that that was like his role. And then all of a sudden it reminded me of this movie that I watched in the Philippines mm-hmm. and just like that correlation with OFW, you know, OFWs, mm-hmm. um, overseas Filipino workers, yeah. right? Or, con- or, or is it overseas. overseas contract workers? I can't remember like what the accurate term is mm-hmm. now, but um, it was the movie with Vilma Santos and Claudine, oh. I think, Barreto, um, Anak. Uh, no. Where it's like, <laughs> you, like, you know that uh, song? Yes. <laughs> That fucking song, isilang kasumundong ito. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh my god, pretty fucking Aguilar. But anyway, um, so it's just like that. There's like the sacrifice of moms, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I don't even want to get into this because no. this is like a whole nother topic. But like OFWs, I don't want to cry. Yeah, I don't want. <laughs> Maybe that maybe we should do like an episode dedicated <gasps> to the okay. We should. Yes, we should. Yeah. Cause that's like another like topic where I'm like, ooh, the heartstrings and the sacrifice, there's, you know, that you Yeah. Make. There's so many layers to this topic mm-hmm. of working moms that yeah. I, I mean, this is definitely like just kind of like our foundational conversation, but like right. I can foresee like, yeah, having a conversation, like a really deep heart to heart of like what the sacrifices mm-hmm. look like what you shared mm-hmm. um thinking mm-hmm. about parenting during covid that in itself is its own episode because holy right. fuck that is yeah. a lot um mm-hmm. yeah so um like or, or even like relationships with your partner and how that looks like mm-hmm. now with i don't know mm-hmm. like it's there's just so many things i actually like there's i was just like oh my gosh like but anyway, but it makes me excited because I'm like, yay! We have though, topics. Like, we're like fucking back. Yeah, we are we back are after back. a three month summer break. <laughs> hey, hey. Um, <laughs> so it's like it, it makes me excited because then it's like even though we are just focusing on like just one episode a month, I'm like at least it's an episode of quality yes. that we thought of, you know, for X amount of time, and we're like, this is gonna be great, yeah. and we can devote our energy to just like, yeah. yeah. Uh, an, an episode where it might be a little longer yeah but, you know it's, it's still quality stuff and we're not rushing exactly <gasps> because like we're talking about capitalism right like sense of urgency like yeah. we don't want that we don't want sense of urgency we don't want quantity over quality like right we want this to be a good conversation so 
Yeah. yeah. So for those who have been wanting two episodes a month, thank you for Aww, wanting it. Thank you. But I'm also like thanking you as well for being um just super patient with us as we um you know just do one episode a month on our end because we want to make sure that we're having fun exactly. we're this and we're not holding it in the process. Exactly. So love it. Yeah. Love it. All right. Okay. In what ways has being a parent impacted the way that you show up in your work? I feel that my priorities have um, changed, like identifying what yes. is my priority. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not a fucking priority. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait for a second. I, I think like that has helped. Um, also, like, like parenting teaches you real quick that you do the best that you can. Yes. You know, and the best that you can is good. That's good enough. Yep. It doesn't have to be perfect. And I think I like approached that with my work. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, I am doing the best that I can. Um, and also recognizing too that um, I I do need breaks. Yes. Like, you know, like that's important. Like working from home, like walking around the house, like I do need breaks. So I think that like I've seen it shift a whole lot mm-hmm. on um, just like my priorities. And then... Um, also like when it comes to I guess my needs and wants I don't beat around the bush yes. anymore I'm just direct because I just don't have time don't anymore have time. <laughs> no I'm just direct and it's like I don't even like think of it as like oh I'm so sorry to like hassle you or anything yeah. I'm like this is what I, I can do yes. and um I am happy to discuss this you know if if you'd like or whatever yes. So um, I think like just putting your foot mm-hmm. down, especially if you have a toddler, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, giving choices and options yes. and knowing what you want, I think um, it's helpful. Yes. That's, those are the skills that I think have translated over to my I work. I love it. That's yeah. good. I feel, I feel yeah. that. I feel that. I definitely feel the priorities one. Um, mm-hmm. I like, it's so much easier, I feel like, to like to really take the weekend because now it's not just me that I have to consider. Like it's not just my comfort, you know, that I have to consider Mm -hmm. when healing. It's like, no, you're taking me away from my baby. And I've definitely been super protective. (laughs) I'm like, I'm super protective of my weekend. Like the moment that there's a little bit gnawing in me that's like, maybe you can squeeze in this. I'm like, no, fuck you work. (laughs) Fuck you brain. I'm going to go and blow bubbles at my child right now and then we're just gonna go and paint the canvas with some fruit (laughs) and dirt so no um it's so much easier to say no um as a parent um again because like like just I want to prioritize this time with my child Mm -hmm. I have a transitional object in my work it's one of her paintings um it's like one of the paintings that we do together and it's just in my work. And it's something that I look at to remind me, um, like, to re- like when, especially when I'm having a hard day, like, she is the, she's like my sunshine. Like, I look at it and I was like, you know, life's pretty good. Life's pretty good. This is, mm-hmm. this is something that, um, you know, is temp- like this, this thing that I'm, I'm panicking about um, with work is temporary. Yeah. At the end of the day, right. I get to go home to that smiling face. 
Um, mm-hmm. So it's actually made me more efficient at work because um, it's allowed me to kind of like snap out of things a little bit more easily. Mm-hmm. So like that yeah. transitional object, dude, like that's been, that's my, that's clutch. <laughs> like right. having that is right. great. Right. Um, what else? Uh, I, you know, I feel you in terms of like when, when you show up, when you show that you're a parent and when not, like I, I've definitely had to code switch a lot with that. Like there are times where I feel like I, I have to hide being a parent or like try to, you know, like not necessarily like being like, I don't have a child, but just don't, I don't readily bring up my child in a conversation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. like to certain people because right. I, you know, like, gosh, you know, we've, we've had to code switch already as women of color. And I feel like that's prepared me to code switch a lot at work. Mm-hmm. So like, I know when to when sharing that I'm a parent could be hurtful or when it could be harmful. Um, mm. You know, like, like I know it could be like hurt, helpful um, when mm-hmm. I bring it up with like people I supervise who are also parents. Mm-hmm. Right? right. So like I bring that up a lot. Um, I right. normalize that shit a lot. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like my kid you know, like my nanny is sick. Like I'm, t- I'm going home. I'm going to work from home, you know, and I may not yeah. be like fully present, but you know, I'm going to do the best that I can. And I make it clear yeah. because it's like, what do you call it? Like I, again, like just showing and modeling that humanity, right? Like this right, is a role right. that, that is very important to me. Um, and I want mm-hmm. you to be able to, cons- you know, like to feel comfortable being open up about your comfort I just want you to be mm-hmm. comfortable enough to be able to say, no, I'm not doing this because I need to prioritize right, my child. Right. Which I'm like, yes, please do. Right. Right. See, and th- and I'm going to add one more mm-hmm. that um, since you've been talking, I think like another um, trait that has really um, like transferred over more so is just the trait of empathy because yes. I think like when I did yeah. not have kids and I'd be working with families I'd, I'd be that asshole who'd be like why isn't the parent trying harder <gasps> yeah like, like that yeah. I'd like, be like well why aren't they coming like I don't understand they must not be committed you know or like shit mm-hmm. like that right mm-hmm. and then like now that you're on the other side it's like you you really just like empathize yeah. just like with um the families you know or like just people that you work with and um I think that's a good trait I think it enhances like it it gives you more insight yes absolutely I think so absolutely and like Mm -hmm. oh where was I gonna go with this like I um oh no I had a point (laughs) I'm so drunk buzz drunk (laughs) I'm playing with my hair Oh, me too. I'm stroking my hair. So for those of you who can't see what we're doing, so like Z is just like stroking her hair like she's a puppy. <laughs> and like I'm playing with this one strand of hair. And if you watch the show Magicians, like I feel like I'm like doing like a spell. <laughs> I'm just like doing this. I'm struggling to sound <laughs> I know I'm like what I want you know what feels you know what I like want right now or sounds like really hello, good hello. I'm like I just, just want kidding. no <laughs> I was like I want someone to like stroke my hair but like but you know like when you like um you grab it from the root kind oh. of and you pull it a little yes. bit and then 
you can you just like have like that slight like oh my god i'm doing it right now that's amazing yeah doesn't that feel good like that slight like tension and then that release like if i if i turn my head this way i'm like api ariana grande (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh that's gonna hurt though like just think about ariana grande's hairstyle signature hairstyle and how like yeah i I don't envy any like I feel like artists or whatever. But that's your that's, that's job, job too. I mean like I'm doing this and like at the beginning it feels really good, but then imagine doing this for like a whole concert. Oh, oh gosh. I know. It's a yeah. lot. But do you know that ponytail is also tight as fuck? Like that is not gonna wriggle anywhere while you whip your head. Yes. Oh. <gasps> oh my god, I was gonna bring up something you know what? Fuck it. It's dirty nanite and it's unfiltered. Um okay. so yeah. Like there's this dude that from like a long time ago, pre uh-huh. pre my husband, pre like as uh-huh. college days. Oh, I guess uh-huh. it's still pre my husband because I met my husband yeah. in college. But like um like one of the things that he did that was so sexy mm-hmm. was like grabbing the hair, the nape, like at your nape. Uh-huh. It just kinda oh. just kinda like kind of like a nice little tuck. Oh, and yeah. You're just like, oh. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't want to ask you what you were doing <laughs> at that point, but I mean, I can, I can you assume, can but I do know what you you're talking me? about. Oh, like yeah, sexy. Yeah, I'm doing it now. That is really sexy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my that face really when sexy. I did that was not so sexy. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. Anyway, there's something about it. I don't yeah. know what it is. It's like a, it's like a power move in a way that's like, ah, what's that? But it's also like very just like I don't want to get into social justice either. I know. Like, I know. Well. But you know what? Like if it's something that like you want and that's something like, you know, you don't yes. feel like you are um like minimized or dehumanized in some way. Like if it's still something that like you want and that like doesn't dehumanize you and it makes you feel powerful, I don't know. Do you? Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what's the uh, oh my god i fucking forgot what it's called <laughs> what is it called like the consent oh no, yeah i know <laughs> i don't know i was like the kinky like the kinky like type of bdsm yeah i was just gonna say like right like the root of bdsm is that all folks are safe there's consent yes all around there's yes. um you know like there's mm-hmm. yeah like people all feel empowered even though the, some of the actions may yeah, like that's. I don't know much about BDSM, yeah. but they assume that's what that is. I'm curious though. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. No, I There's know. a burlesque <laughs> performer um in the Philippines that does a lot of role play. Yeah, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. like I love that. Like it's in the Philippines where like you think they wouldn't have mm-hmm. that shit, but they do. And I'm like, that's oh, amazing. Kind of cool. Yeah, looking that up. <gasps> yeah, but anyway. <laughs> Huh? Has it interessant? Oh. God, I'm so tired. <laughs> we're not coherent anymore. I'm so sorry. We're so sorry. No, no we're not sorry. Thank you for your patience. Yes, thank, thank you for your patience. All right. Um, last question. Last question. Right, closing question. Closing question. Closing question. Is it, do I ask? Do you ask? Fuck it. I'll ask. <laughs> I'm thinking like, like your brain like calculating. <laughs> Yes, I think I'm going to ask this because you did the oh, last okay. one. I answered it first, okay, right? Yeah, oh, okay, I'm going to yes, ask I'm this. I'm not wedded to it. So, um, Rissa, what are you doing now for self-care? 
<laughs> no. Um, what am I doing? Oh, what am I doing? What am I doing? Well, it's actually, it's not super sexy at all, but like, because I haven't had time to cook, I've just been doing some takeouts and I have the privilege of being able to do that. So I do recognize, um, do recognize that. And it's something that, you know, for a little bit, I was like, oh, and there's this like Filipina in me that was like, "Mm, you should be cooking more. You should be cooking some Filipino food and, you know, like showing your culture, you know, (laughs) like, or at the very least, like, you know, like have your child, like develop the palate to eat some fucking dinoguan mm-hmm. or something. And, but then I'm like, I'm so tired. And so I've been doing a lot of takeout. And that to me is a form of self-care. Mm-hmm. Takeout. Um, what else have I been doing? Uh, yeah, takeout is the biggest one that I can think of that's been pretty consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How about you? Um, I have two mm-hmm. maybe that I can think of. One that I'm just getting into. Okay, I'll start with that one. Mm-hmm. So um, I noticed like for me personally, because I have so much that's going on and it takes up a lot of like brain space. Um, At one point, like maybe, oh shit, was it four years ago or five years ago? I, um... It was on our honeymoon. Yep, it was on our honeymoon. I decided to um, go minimalist. Mm. So instead of like packing a whole rolling luggage, it was a hand oh, yes, that I just took for mm-hmm. our like honeymoon. And I remember, and then like as far as like makeup, it was like just very, you know, bare minimum mm-hmm. stuff. And I remember like feeling a little anxious about it at first, but after doing it for like, two weeks Mm -hmm. I felt good and I noticed that everything around me started like to shift Mm -hmm. into like more like simplistic type lifestyle Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um I just felt good and like on top of it uh now because of like all the fun things that I do and like how distracted I get with ooh new like craft project let me go (laughs) (laughs) like ooh new earrings let me go and buy that um I I've been like okay Z, you need to freaking calm the hell down. <laughs> so um, I've been trying to get back into just like decluttering. Mm. And one of the only tasks that I've done so far, but has been so, so, so like fulfilling is I fucking disposed my um my old nail polish. <gasps> wow. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, just the fact that like, I checked like expiration dates too. And I'm like, you're not supposed to be using your nail polish after like, is it 18 what? months or like Didn't two years? That? Yeah. I could be throwing a bunch. Check it. Oh yeah, yeah. I gotta go throw a bunch of them away. Check yeah, it. I should check it. Because it's like, you'll notice that the texture gets really clumpy. That's right. And you don't want that. that. It's like, it's bad for your nails anyway. Yeah. So I'm just like, all right, well, I'm going to like toss wait. it out. And I also tossed out expired medication. <gasps> Look at you. Yeah. Look See, you. it's just the little That's things. And great. they're all within like the same, like if I have a break at home, yes. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to the bathroom and clean shit yeah. out. <laughs> so it's like, 
five minutes and like out 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 so that's been really fulfilling that's like one of my self-care strategies and then the second one um i kind of mentioned it to you already like earlier but like i've been like if i have time to cook and it's usually on the Mm -hmm. weekend i try like maybe a new like recipe or something that like transports my brain somewhere Mm -hmm. else so um i'll give you an example like after coming back from um you know nola i was like i want cajun food but where can i figure that Mm -hmm. out so i actually found like a place in um in our area like maybe 30 minutes south of me um where they have like a store based out of like louisiana stuff so i bought like gumbo mixes and then like i just put like everything in there i put like the sausages and the chicken and the you know the um what is it called the celery and shrimp and all that and i was like oh this is like so good so i've been like um just like experimenting with stuff and then i tried to make my own beignets at home yeah uh, which kind of failed mm. it's not really as good as nola but you know what it's like that joy yeah. that little joy of like i, I created something like yeah yes. oh that feels and then like this morning i made like pumpkin spice latte from scratch what? that's amazing yes oh how does yes. so it, it's little yeah things. oh my gosh you'll have to share it to me later like, yeah no it's so easy it's just like pumpkin pur- uh, puree and then milk and um you put sugar uh what else vanilla like vanilla extract mm-hmm. and you just kind of like all mix it up you make the you um make the you heat up the milk mm-hmm. and then you pour it over espresso shots mm-hmm. that sounds amazing mm-hmm. or just regular coffee oh. but yeah that's mm-hmm. i transport my brain that I way i love it that's amazing i love it i love it mm-hmm. i love it i love it well yeah this has been a blast like truly <laughs> i feel yes. like we're back we're back i know we're back we're back and then i i'm already like so excited for um next month's episode <gasps> too which will be oh all God, i'm so excited i like i'm gonna have to figure out like yes oh my gosh yes 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 yes, yes. yes. okay we're just gonna be so yeah for people that are super listening. cryptic about it we're gonna be super cryptic but we're so excited because mm-hmm. we already planned it out and like oh my goodness uh, yeah and and it's it's like the month of october so you can it, figure out what that means yes it could it could mean that it's the second month of celebrating but yeah but i'm so excited already of like the different things that are happening because yes. i do have stuff yes that comes up so <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad to be Oh my gosh. Well, Z. Oh, this has been a blast. Oh wait, I already said that. <laughs> I did my thing already. I'm so tired. Okay, I'm gonna yeah, go I'm eat good. some like food because like you made me really hungry. I'm gonna eat some Cheetos. I'm gonna go to bed. Yeah. Well, I heart you. Sounds so good. good to see you. Yes, I heart you. Oh my god, it feels like I came back to school and I was like, <gasps> I'm lying. <laughs> And then we would scream as if like nobody was around, just like now. Exactly. And then we'd like run to each other and like give each other hugs and be like, "Oh my god, how was your yes. summer?" And it's like that. It's exactly yes. like that. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, we're so glad to be back, and I hope that you all are oh, like glad to hear us. Yeah. Back. <laughs> I looked at like the Instagram like following because I vlogged out of like our IG account yeah. for a while. And I was like, ooh, well, that number of followers, like, boosted yeah. real quick. Oh, so thank, thank you to you. all the new followers. Hey, new followers. We're so excited. Oh. We're doing, like, little little dances on we Zoom, are. and you can't see it. But anyway, yeah. 
Yeah, we're excited. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. We love you. Yes, bye. Not too hot, not too cold. Feed them solid, six months old. Not too hot, not too cold. Feed them solid, six months old. Not too hot, not too cold. Not too hot, not too cold. Not too hot, not too cold. Feed them solid, six months old.